0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Come see The Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at The Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel.
2: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk. For real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
2: Morning and welcome, everyone, to the JT Show Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this Friday Eve, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Coming up on the program today at eleven oh five, we've got the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Mayor Fofo Gillich. He'll give us an update from the coast. How are they dealing with all this? COVID stuff going on, Uh, talk about tourism, economic development, et cetera. Should be an interesting conversation with our friend, the mayor. And then at 12.05, Tammy Martin, Tammy is an administrator of Cedars Health Center in the Greenhouse Homes at Traceway Retirement Community in Tupelo. And also, uh, Renee Reed, Director of Public Relations Methodist Senior Services, will Speak to those two ladies about some of the challenges they are dealing with with respect to staffing shortages and the recent wave of COVID cases, et cetera. This is really putting a lot of pressure on, um, on the nursing home situation. Speaking of which, the cases... We set a record today, I think, did we yeah, not? Yeah, today is a new high record. And it is 4,400 and something. Man. All right, so yesterday we saw the announcement that UMC is converting one of its uh, parking garages, right, into some, I guess, temporary bed space to deal with the overflow. Lots of folks uh, stuck in the ER, no rooms for them, no staffed rooms at least. That uh, that they can advance to to open up the ER. It's a serious problem. I mean, you you could dismiss it all you want, but I, I think there's just enough evidence uh, from really across the healthcare spectrum that this whole deal is just putting enormous pressure on our healthcare systems uh, already. Struggling with staffing shortages, honestly, before the pandemic ever broke out. I mean, it's just been uh, kind of an ongoing problem. And this situation really, I think, just worsened it. And I don't think anybody expected this to the extent that we are dealing with it today. But nonetheless, it is a problem. And uh, I'm... Hopeful, optimistic that we are going to see. Uh, I hope a situation where uh, we get through this peak, and if we can take any instruction from this particular variant with which ravaged India and and the UK, you could at least I think infer from that that we're. Two to four weeks out, I guess, of hitting a peak. You think that's fair? Uh, a fair analysis.
3: I think it's been moved back a little bit, but because originally, when we saw the first increase in cases, there was a lot of talk about all right, one to two weeks from that date.
2: Yeah. Right. So, and then of course there's the prospect of more variants, and and uh, there are more, I guess, just warnings of that, supposition of that. I think we continue to be surprised. That's that's the one thing we can all sort of count on. We can continue to be surprised that we just don't know. And I, again, I'll say it again on this program. I, I would like to see healthcare officials, uh, our public elected leaders, just say that there's just stuff we still don't know. We're still learning, and we will adjust as information becomes more available and as we uh, just learn more from the experience. It is looking like more folks are getting on board, I mean even in the scientific community, even detractors, getting on board with the concept and the notion that this deal originated in a lab. You're not seeing a, a a lot of that coming out of the Biden administration, because, frankly, they were, and lots on the left, were amongst the first to say, no, that's just nonsense, that's conspiracy, and you got the social media giants blocking any such content. And I, honestly, it was all politically motivated. It was because Donald Trump suggested that as a possibility. Oh, my gosh, we can't get on board with anything that, that Trump suggests. That's when politics really just clouds and distorts rational judgment, I think is a way to put that. And and so it's a it's definitely a, a concern. Um, my friend has been fully vaccinated since March of this year and has been diagnosed yesterday with a virus that from Vicky and Clark Still it's not surprising. There's nothing surprising about that. And I and I know that the anti-vaccine crowd, the, the vaccine detractors, they like to point to that. Every single case where a vaccinated person is infected, see, I told you. And it's, what they fail to do is recognize the over-billion people that are not uh, getting infected. Or, more importantly, if they're getting infected, talking about those vaccinated, they're not experiencing serious health issues. That's the bigger issue. Uh, what is absolutely true is that the majority of those in the hospital, uh, and certainly those experiencing the most serious health conditions, they're unvaccinated. I mean, that's, that's just empirical fact. So I, I, I don't know that it makes a lot of sense just to kind of latch on to, um, I guess, a nugget, if you will, I know somebody that's vaccinated. I, I do, too, honestly. Uh, I-, I know some that have, that have uh, contracted COVID, but I know none that have done so with any serious disease. Uh, and so I- on that basis, you-, you would certainly have to, I think, conclude that the vaccines are doing their job as purported. I think the bigger concern, the bigger issue is, Is this thing going to continue to mutate and produce variants that ultimately evade existing vaccines? I will say that I've I've read a couple of reports. You may have seen this too, Rhino, that there are a number of therapeutics treatments being developed um, in the labs right now, in trials right now, which I think would be welcome news because If we could figure out a way to prevent one once they're infected, if we can find out about it certainly early enough, well, like any sickness, and you can uh, address that with therapeutics and treatments, and there are a few available today, and there's not broad consensus as to the effectiveness of those, but there are a whole bunch, including even a pill that would uh, fight off the virus and, and improve one's condition. So my money is on science. My money is on capitalism. That's where my money is. Uh, and all you have to do is look at where this came from. And uh, it, it should say the treatments, the vaccines. They came from the private sector. They, they came from capitalism. And, yeah, there are some companies that are going to benefit financially from that. I think that's great. That's what they do. They pr- produce societal value. You get compensated and awarded for it, rewarded for it. All that makes sense to me. Uh, Also did have a bit of news on the lottery. Someone won $55,000 on the Match 5 program, the Match 5 game. Zachary S. Zachary, I think, chose to uh, keep his last name concealed, which is perfectly legal. $55,000 $55,000 Match 5 jackpot from the July 29th drawing. And uh, went and claimed his prize. So congratulations to Zachary on that. Said he buys three Mississippi Match 5 tickets a week. Told the lottery officials he occasionally forgets to check them. <laughs> when he went to his truck to grab his tickets a few days ago, he couldn't believe his eyes once he checked his numbers. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, Vicki says we're stuck paying the doctor bills to treat COVID-19. All of society is. The truth is all of society is. We all are. Make no mistake. Every time any of us gets sick for anything, either directly or indirectly, we all have to pay for that. That's Just insurance. I mean, the the miracle of insurance is we all pay in, and and that covers the claims going out. Just look at it from an insurance perspective. And then in Mississippi, unfortunately, we have a gigantic problem with the uninsured, uninsured care. A huge amount of the care provided by UMC, for example, is uninsured. Taxpayers pay that, and you pay for it in your private insurance premiums as well to cover that so they can operate. Time for a break here on the JT Show. We shall step aside. we got to talk about how woke. One of America's largest credit card companies is that after these messages.
7: To all the folks in the Capital City Metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9 Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk App, and at Supertalk.fm. Welcome
8: back. Take Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained and they've turned around.
2: Welcome back everyone to JT show Super Talk Mississippi. So, uh, you know, I, I know there are very strong opinions about uh, this whole situation with vaccines on both sides. We've, we've made it clear, at least Rhino would have, I believe, uh, our position on this show, which doesn't necessarily represent the position of the network, which I'm not sure what that is, or if there's been an official one released. I don't think there has. Um, and I know there are a lot of folks out there that, that have suggested that we are instructed what to say here? Oh yeah, we're hiding the truth.
3: <laughs> and we're waiting on the guy with the earpiece <laughs> to hand us our briefcase full of talking points so we can actually do the show. We're just <laughs> spitballing here until he shows up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh most days, the vast majority of the days, I come in and out of this studio. I don't even see anybody else. I mean I just come from the parking lot in the studio. And the only other room I see is the bathroom every now and then. But uh so that's let me put your mind at rest there and just clarify that, folks. That's just not true. We're not and if that were, I wouldn't sit here. I wouldn't do it. I can tell you that. Uh that it just wouldn't wouldn't work for me. Uh but uh there is uh there there's some Here's from Jerry in Waynesboro. He says, wrong CDC said quit counting vax patients weeks ago. I, you know, I, I don't know about the CDC. I don't think that's correct. But I do know this. If you look at the cases in the state of Mississippi, the uh, of the new cases, 4,412 today, as Rhino indicated earlier, 98% are not vaccinated. Two percent fully vaccinated. Of the twenty new deaths, ninety percent not vaccinated. Ninety uh, percent of hospitalizations not vaccinated. Ten percent fully vaccinated. And and that aligns with and I and I know folks may get tired of me talking about it, but you know, I. I feel more comfortable and more more confident. Not that I don't uh, that I have any reason to to believe this isn't accurate information. I think it is, but my confidence level increases in this information it aligns with folks I know, personal friends, social friends that are in the trenches, physicians in the trenches in these hospitals every day dealing with this situation, and. This is consistent with what they're reporting. I know we had somebody, Rhino, the other day, that said my my friends were lying, right? <laughs> why they want, why a radiologist would lie to me about this? On the golf course? (laughs) Right. It happened to be on number two, a par three, (laughs) when he was sharing that info.
3: He spent the entire time on the way from his office (laughs) to the golf course trying to work out the perfect lie to tell his buddy at hole number two. (laughs) That's the kind of mental gymnastics
2: some of these people are doing. And, like, why me? Why why do you want to pull that on me? Uh, He knows I'm vaccinated, so it's not like... You know, if there's any point to that. But nonetheless, it does align with that. So is it? are you familiar? Is it true the CDC no longer tracks the distinction?
3: I haven't but, seen that anywhere besides the conspiracy websites. All
2: right. But the data actually comes from the states, right? I think Correct. it's the state various health departments that then submit that data, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to the CDC. So it's just an accumulation of that so it can be viewed and analyzed over the nation, whereas the information we get, for example, from the Department of Health. We'll put
3: it this way. If the CDC had put out a mandate saying, you can't count vaccinated patients, (laughs) then how would we know how many are vaccinated and unvaccinated in the Magnolia State in the hospitals? Yeah,
2: exactly. I don't know. Wayne and Brandon says, almost 70% unvaccinated in our state. So, of course, you would have more unvaccinated versus vaccinated in hospitals. I don't know, uh, Wayne. I don't think that that logic necessarily uh, computes, honestly. Uh, because if you've got 70% unvaccinated and 90% of those plus, or being hospitalized or being sick, well, first, those numbers don't align. And that's a significant, that's a material number. Uh, but secondly, it, you just got to wonder, okay, if you reverse that, what that would mean in terms of people getting sick. It would dramatically reduce it, uh, ostensibly. So I don't know. Oh, wow. Uh Conspiracy theories are like fairy tales for adults, says Thomas in Greenwood. I thought it was drunkenly lying. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Uh, and then another one here. We already have therapeutic remedies, hydroxychloroquine. I I know. I've seen it. I've heard it. I hear you. There's not broad consensus on that. That's the first thing I'll say. And secondly, if it were that easy, that easy, that simple, that effective, I just don't think that we'd have the dilemma we have on our hands. I mean, these doctors and nurses are not trying to keep people sick. The, I believe they're trying to cure people. Uh, and so, and, and there's all sorts of conflicting data on this, just like there is on vaccines and masks and almost everything associated with, uh, with this virus. And the associated pandemic, but uh, you know, I I would, and this person says, keep hiding the truth. I'm not hiding anything. I, <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's not a uh, an effective therapeutic. I'm not saying it is. What I'm saying, I think, is the truth, which is there's no broad consensus.
3: I'm saying if you go ingest horsewormer or cream, it's not going to cure COVID. <laughs> I'll say that. Okay. Sold. If you go to the store and pick up the cream that says horsewormer <laughs> and stick it down your gullet, that's not going to keep you from getting COVID.
2: Oh, my gosh. Have you discussed ivermectin? I, again. I, that's horse wormer. I, and I have. I, it's asked if I've discussed with my doctor friends. I have. I, I get eye rolls. That's what I get. Now. You could say, "Well, those are just quack doctors." (laughs) Okay, (laughs) then you're you're sort of going beyond uh, the realm of just rational thought when you when you start doing that. But again, and, and it's not saying that there probably haven't been some cases. But all right, if that's the case then why don't we give all 4,100 people that got sick yesterday, all we got to do is just load them up with some ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Done deal. Over. End. Tell UMC, don't build those extra beds. Tell the governor, don't ask for federal support. It's over. We got it. Why ain't that happening?
3: Because early on, they taught, they tried it in several different hospitals across the country and there was one where the people got better and that's the one that everybody hammers on about
2: see see i told you <laughs> just like the one that's vaccinated and got sick up oh, the whole whole billion people are going to get sick now that are vaccinated I, I just i think we have to deal with reality and 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 fact um I just, if it were that easy, I just think we'd already fixed all this. Fact is, it's just not. And now I got to tell you, I'm concerned about businesses shutting down again, locking down again. You're seeing lots of possible sort of buzz about that. And I don't know so much in the state of Mississippi. Although I don't know about you guys, but I've encountered a, a couple of my favorite. Eating places and watering holes that are having to grossly reduce their schedules, and now they're worried. Now they're saying people are hesitant once again to go inside and eat. So, a a lot of that, I totally agree, was attributed to the labor shortage and outsized federal support that was keeping people on the couch. Completely agree. Talked about that uh, extensively on the program and was critical of that. And gave the governor some credit for ending those supplemental benefits June 12th. although it still didn't cause a, a massive uh, change in increase in applications. Every business I see still's got the help wanted sign up. It's been two months. So what's going on there? I support it. I think it's a problem, but it doesn't seem to be really moving the needle materially, just based on my anecdotal observation. I, 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 I fully acknowledge that I haven't done any deep dive into the data, uh, but just, just based on seeing help wanted signs all over the place, the same places still have them, still running reduced hours, etc., We'll take a break right here. Again, I got to get to this major credit card company when we come back. It's a big deal, folks. Stay with us.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 95. Tonight, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 75. A 50-50 shot of the wet stuff for your finally Friday, partly sunny, high near 94. And rolling into your Saturday, a 50% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
11: Sell, be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show this weekend saturday nine to five sunday ten to five at the trademark building on the fairgrounds take the high street exit off i-55 and follow the signs exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the door prize see you this weekend at the big one sure as shooting don't, don't miss, miss it, it.
13: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. UMMC is adding additional bed space in a parking garage to facilitate an overflow of COVID 19 patients. Dr. Jonathan Wilson describes the treatment they will be able to provide.
10: Primarily, what would be inpatient COVID positive patients, lower acuity, because obviously in the field hospital, we're not going to have quite all the amenities we would have in the normal hospital bed, and then also the ability to do some monoclonal antibody therapies on an outpatient basis as well.
13: And we've already seen several
14: schools go virtual as the school year begins. So what does that mean for football? According to the Mississippi High School Activities Association, schools that switch to virtual learning due to COVID-19 must also cease all athletic activities and any games scheduled during that time will be forfeited. Additionally, any students that are opting not to participate in in in-person learning will not be eligible to play this season. I'm Andy Davis.
15: As a farmer, I I grow U.S. farm-raised catfish.
0: The J.T. Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk, Mississippi. And now, here they are.
18: The most daredevil group of daddy drivers to ever whirl their wheels in the wacky races, competing for the title of the world's wackiest racer. Cards are approaching the starting line. First is the Turbo Terrific driven by Peter Perfect. Next,
4: Rufus Ruffcutt and Sawtooth in the buzzwagon. Maneuvering for position is the Army Surplus Special. Right behind is the Ant Hill Mob in their bulletproof bomb. And there's Ingenious Inventor.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show of Super Talk, Mississippi. In their bulletproof bomb. Hey. <laughs> That's what we need, a bulletproof bomb. <laughs> On the ceasefire text line, it's DJ and Summit. He says, I think lots of folks have fear of vaccine because of this present administration. Biden and Harris saying before election, when Trump was promoting it, they would not take it. And then the election mess. I think folks just don't trust his administration, even though it seems to be helping. I think that's a, uh, a valid point, DJ, something we have discussed on the program. Even played uh, the audio rhino of the president. And the vice president, during the campaign, of course, politicizing politicizing disease, essentially, and uh, the treatment of it. And in that case, vaccines, which are, of course, related to that. There may be some people hesitant because of that. They certainly didn't do any favors. They didn't help the cause. And as I've said before, I think that if the cause and the goal is, in fact, to Increase the vaccination rate. I think it's fair to say one of the best things that could happen is for elected leaders to, to really just kind of get on the sidelines and and to to some extent even public health officials because they they seem to cause people to just dig in even deeper just in their handling of the subject matter. Uh, but I, I agree that's that's problem and and they should uh, they should uh, I guess be accountable for it. But on the other hand, we've also made it clear on the program, Rhino, that you should consult with your physician and someone you trust and not listen. We've said it many times. Pay no attention to social media. Pay no attention to uh, elected leaders like Biden and Harris and so forth. Rather, go talk to somebody you trust, your medical doctor, a physician, uh, someone, and, and get your advice from them. And, and then make your decision accordingly. Uh, I think that's uh, what hap- What ought to happen. You should also keep in mind that Donald Trump is vaccinated. So to those people who believe that the vaccine is going to uh, either kill or d- debilitate people, you know, with respect to Donald Trump, getting back in the ring as a political candidate, it seems like that should be considered as well, right? He's at risk for... Maybe not even making it to 2024. He's at risk for not surviving his term. Should he be reelected? He's at risk for, of being debilitated. Those should be considered. Maybe folks that vote should find out the vaccination status, <laughs> inquires to that of every candidate, and vote accordingly. Can't vote for you, you're vaccinated, you probably ain't going to be around. Uh, I vote for you, you're not vaccinated. I mean, really, that's tell me how that's not logical it seems to me like it is uh, but uh, nonetheless it's a it's a controversial matter there's three things that are seem to be dividing this country deeply right now that are of concern masks <laughs> vaccines and where to pee <laughs> i will put that in the, in the same at the same level You saw that in Loudoun County, Virginia, which seems to be ground zero for the culture war in this nation, the school board voted last night to require teachers to address students by their preferred pronoun, allow students to use whichever bathroom they're comfortable with, locker room, and play on whatever sports team they want based on how they so-called identify that went down last night, and not without a fight. Figuratively, you've probably seen by now the viral video of the teacher in the district that stood before the school board says, I quit, I'm resigning, and got emotional, got teary-eyed, and um, said, I just won't be a cog in, in your nonsense. I don't remember her exact words, but cog was part of those. I know that, that one got my attention. Uh, this is a culture war. In the meantime, I said I'd get to this, going to pivot. American Express. It has now... Is just inst- the don't leave home without it, people? That's, that would be them. They made $2.3 billion of profit last quarter. Congratulations to them. They're on, you can do the math there, a little shy of a $10 billion run rate in terms of profit for the year and it has instituted rigorous critical race theory training. It asks their workers to deconstruct. Well, somebody tell me what the hell that is. Deconstruct. Is that anything like reimagine, dismantle their racial and sexual identities, then rank themselves on a hierarchy of privilege? What is that all about exactly? And are you seeing a trend? As we've said before, virtually every major company in this country is doing this. And according to documents that have been leaked, the American Express company says that capitalism is racist. The company that made 2 and a quarter billion dollars last quarter due to the economic system that still exists while we have it in this country of capitalism, they're blasting it, they're denouncing it as racist. So they're calling themselves racist, essentially, right? And it's more of this, your favorite, Rhino, intersectionality garbage. Reduces the training, reduces individuals... Uh, into groups, uh, based on race and gender and sexual identity, and uh, with the whole idea being you're in the oppressor group and you're in the oppressed group, which is classic Marxism 101, divide, divide, divide. Divide and foment conflict. And whereas legacy Marxism does that on the basis of economic class, what we're seeing now with critical race theory and all of this racial sensitivity training and diversity and inclusion stuff is its divide on the basis of race and gender. And sexual identities, I guess that's kind of the same thing as gender. How do you deconstruct your intersectional identity? That's what American Express is asking their employees to do. And of course, of course, this is a third-party consulting firm. So all of this focus on this has given rise to this giant industry of consultants who are absolutely laughing their way all all the way to the bank, peddling this garbage. And, and so they bring them in they pay them a whole bunch of money and they check the box and that's all to appease the woke mob and say, see we, we're doing it leave us alone It's a it's a what I call woke insurance and they so they have to deconstruct their own intersectional identities, mapping their race, sexual orientation, body type what's that? religion, disability status, age, gender, identity, and citizenship onto an official company logoed worksheet Amex logo on it. And then from that they're to determine whether or not they have privilege or are members of a marginalized group. White males presumably end up in the oppressor position while racial and sexual minorities are considered oppressed. And then they train them how to change their behavior. And by the way, if a minority is speaking, if you're in the presence of other employees and a minority is speaking, you're to immediately shut up. You've got, you've got to just stand down they actually provide a flowchart with specific rules on how you are to interact with black female and lgbt employees you're, you're they call this standing down while the marginalized employees are speaking <laughs> this is more of this grand eloquent goofy language intersectional allyship I've <laughs> got to laugh at it. What the hell is that? Got to defer to them before speaking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't ever, it tells the white employees, don't ever speak over members of the black and African American community. It's not about your intent. It's about the impact you have on your colleagues. I thought they were in the credit card business, in the finance business. This is the same junk that's being taught to kindergartners in school. Unbelievable. They've even hired Khalil Muhammad, great-grandson of Nation of Islam founder Elijah Muhammad to lecture on race in corporate America. This stuff is uh honestly it, it is harming this country. And I'm concerned. Deeply, deeply concerned. Ponder on that for a minute, folks, as we take a break. We'll come right back. Don't forget, we got Mayor Gillich of Biloxi coming up after the break. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so,
10: then you are ready for an X mark.
12: Hey, this is Brad Harbour at the Range in Gluckstadt. If you ever found yourself in a life or death situation, do you possess the mental and physical skills needed to survive? We are offering defensive handgun classes taught by someone who actually lived through such a deadly encounter, Dr. Larry Goldstein. If you want to be better able to defend yourself or your loved ones, you can sign up now at RangeByJimmyPrimos.com or call us at 601-746-2202 for more information.
15: This is the opening agri market report. At the open of the New York Cotton Exchange December cotton was up 47 to 9170. March cotton was up 54 to 9120. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down 12 cents to 1328 per bushel. January soybeans were down 11 and a quarter to 1333 and a quarter per bushel. December corn was down four and a half to five fifty-four and three quarters per bushel. March corn was down four and three quarters to five sixty-two and a quarter per bushel. At the mercantile, October live cattle was up twenty-five to one twenty-seven eighty-five. December live cattle was up thirty-five. 133.52. 133.52. October feeders of 115 to 166.45. November feeders up 92 to 167.65. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down 98 points, 387 I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. If
17: you purchased Super S Super Track 303, Super S 303, Cam 2 Pro Max 303, or Cam 2 303 Tractor Hydraulic Fluid from Tractor Supply, Orschland, Rural King, or Atwoods, you may be entitled to a cash payment as part of a class action settlement. Learn more by visiting 303TractorHydraulicFluidSettlement.com or calling 866 742 49 These specific products fail to meet OEM specifications and viscosity requirements and could also cause severe damage to your equipment. This notice is authorized by the federal court and is directed to those who bought 303 tractor hydraulic fluid from Tractor Supply, Orschland, Rural King, or Atwoods between December 1st, 2013, and the present. Your claim deadline is December 29th, 2021, and you may be eligible for a monetary award. Act now by visiting our class action website at 303tractorhydraulicfluidsettlement.com or by calling 866-742-4955.
7: Otto here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6-9. to Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Supertalk Jackson 97.3. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk
0: Mississippi.
2: Jim West, Artemis. That was a great show. I thought that was way ahead of its time, personally. I mean, it was very creative how they come up with all that stuff and include that in uh, in that era. I thought I thought it was neat, honestly. You think it was good? Good show. Oh yeah, the the TV show was
3: interesting, but for my generation, the Will Smith movie was my introduction <laughs> to the universe of
2: Wild Wild West. Yeah, I, I get it. Well, when uh, I was a lad, it was. I want to say a Friday night series, every Friday night. Robert Conrad? Yeah, right. Uh, Also, um, Bye Bye Black Sheep? Do you remember that? I think that was the name of the program. It was the um, Corsair Squadron, Marine Squadron, World War II on the island. He was the Squadron Commander. I think I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, I think that was a name. That's a good program as well. But I think it was... The Brady Bunch, and the Partridge family, and the Wild, Wild West. I may have them out of sequence, but it seems like that was the Friday lineup back in those days. Look forward to that. By the way, over there at American Express, <laughs> this guy we were talking about they hired to come in and speak, Khalil Muhammad. He, uh, he says that, talking to uh, talking to the executives... He says, you guys have to do your own digging about how it sits in relationship to this history of racial capitalism. I have no idea what that is. You are complicit, says Muhammad, in giving privileges in one community against the other, under the pretext that we live in a meritocratic system where the market judges everyone the same. He's he then, saying they don't give black people credit cards? Correct. Listen. He says he encourages executives to begin the deep redistributive and reparative work and to lobby the government for the kinds of social policies that reflect your values. If American Express cares about racial justice in the world, it can simply say the market's going to define how we price certain customers who happen to come from low-income communities. If you want to do good, then you're going to have to set up products and product lines that don't maximize profit. i I just got to sit with that one for a second. But that is what he's saying. You've got to sacrifice profits in the interest of race-based reparations. All right, so what's next? Apply that to something that is is prevalent in our society. It's sporting competition. Should we apply it there as well? You just got to stand down, Alabama. You can't win. You've won too much. How's that different? How? The New York Yankees, I think they got like lapped the field in terms of world championships in Major League Baseball. It's a bunch. I don't know the number, but I think whoever's next is a distant second, as I recall from memory. You can't win anymore! Equity! Right? How's it different? In the classroom. We talked about it a couple of days ago. The state of Oregon. I'm just trying
3: to figure out how this works with their other push for more diversity in the hierarchy of a business. So the business is supposed to make less profit, which would then negatively impact the now diverse hierarchy
2: of the company. It's a good point. It's a conflict. I think there's no question about that. And it's disturbing. So last October, the Woke Amex announced a $1 billion action plan to increase diversity, invest in more minority-owned businesses, and donate to nonprofits that promote social justice. If you don't think that's woke insurance, I don't know what in the heck is. Whether the company will forego forgo profits or abandon capitalism as it encourages its employees to do so remains to be seen. Now think about it from an investment. Perspective, an investor perspective. Would you invest in a company that says we're not gonna make a profit anymore? We're 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 total woke social justice. How do you price that in the market? That, I mean, that's how nuts and upside down this stuff is. Whew. I got a friend who sent me a job application. This is for a job in the Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Tennessee area. We got a break right now, and we've got Mayor Fofo Gillich coming on from Biloxi after that. But before the show's out, I gotta tell you about this, this job posting, what it requires. Hmm. Appropriate music. We'll take a break. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090.
16: News on Lillian Mood. Germany joins the growing list of countries, including the U.S., telling their nationals to leave Afghanistan immediately.
13: The Taliban now control about a third of the country's provincial capitals. Officials say a military solution is exactly what the Taliban want in this week-long offensive. A month ago, the Taliban didn't control any provincial capitals. Today, they control 10.
16: Fox's Lucas Tomlinson.
13: Officials tell me privately the top brass here didn't want to pull out. President Biden overruled the generals. Critics point to the deal the Trump administration made with the Taliban last year, forcing the Afghan government to free 5,000 Taliban prisoners, including 400 hardcore fighters. The report, some have returned to the battlefield.
16: And thousands in Montana remain under evacuation orders as the Richard Spring fire advances. America's listening to Fox News.
19: Did you know the arrow in Amazon's logo represents A to Z? Maybe the My Computer Career logo should represent unemployed to employed. Ryan was out of work when he started classes in March. In September, he started his IT career working for... Amazon, making more money than he ever thought possible. Here's a prime opportunity. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Watkins Construction and Roofing. They are the premier company to count on. I know
7: that by personal experience and customer satisfaction and a professional team with the experience of a NASCAR pit crew. Plus, state-of-the-art equipment from starting. To finish, it also includes the respect for your home or business with a meticulous cleanup when the job is done. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team 601-966-8233 or go to no more no more
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The health department is reporting over 4,400 new cases of COVID today. That's a new record by almost a
18: thousand. We anticipate at least 309 new hospitalizations and 93 deaths. We know that if if people go in the hospital with COVID, the mortality rate of going in the hospital is 15 percent.
13: State health officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs told Super Talk the mortality group that's growing the most rapidly is 50 to 64 but a dozen people under that age have passed away this week. The Mississippi Municipal League took a position on medical marijuana pretty early on.
4: They had an issue with the zoning and they certainly had an issue uh, with the the, the, the the sales tax diversion.
13: Senate Minority Leader Derek Simmons attended the MML conference on the coast last week. He supports having a special session to deal with medical marijuana and the ballot initiative process, both of which were struck down by the state Supreme Court. I'm Kelly Bennett. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
6: gold-rimmed, homemade vanilla, the country's gold
20: standard of ice cream flavors since 1969. Its hand crank taste takes you back to simpler times. That's why we put the word home
8: right on the card. The good old
13: The deaths of a Jones County man and his nephew have been ruled a murder-suicide. The victims are identified as 52-year-old Curtis Pollard and 39-year-old Brandon Pollard. An investigation reportedly revealed the nephew shot his uncle in the head and then turned the gun on himself. The American Rescue Plan provides $1.8 billion to our state, $1.6 billion for education, and $900 million to cities and counties. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman says if those cities and counties make a plan for those dollars, the early bird could get the worm.
20: Every state's got all this money, so we're going to have capacity issues just like you see in home building. All the pipe and everything can be already ordered, so Mississippi needs to get out early on. And then in January, we'll come out and start matching these monies or contributing to get my new water sewer plant where my new industrial will be and my new subdivisions are going. Those who come with a good plan, of course, will be rewarded first. For all
13: things Mississippi, visit Supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Who are you? Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
2: Welcome back, everyone, the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday Eve. Joining us now on the video, on the line, our good friend, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Mayor Fofo Gillich. Good morning there, Mayor.
20: Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Gerard. I Appreciate it. Always love the Super Talk. Opportunity. Thank you, man. You got it all right so uh, how are things
2: going down there in biloxi and the gulf coast in general or i, I know you guys are, are dealing with the rise in the delta variant cases how's that affecting your hospitals your economy your schools etc
20: well you know there's always you know mass challenges with the with as far as the schools and the younger folks and but uh, as a, a group of mayors dr dobbs we actually uh, uh, uh through a video conference and go to meeting had about ten mayors, as well as Dr. Doms, I'm trying to talk about the you know what what we're facing here in the, in the next eight weeks. Uh, hospitals are, are you know getting getting ready right back up there as far as uh, uh, ICU and in, in uh, beds. So it is a concern. One thing you know, a couple of things we learned, but you know, vaccinations is the key. Ninety-seven uh, percent of those uh uh problems or or come from unvaccinated and some breakthroughs too but the younger folks you know 50 and under is 28 29 and, and the older folks like me you know are, are, are about 10 percent of the hospitalizations that we're facing now but it's you know it's it moves fast and that's what i've learned and, and, and uh it's gonna you know uk i think is, is tracking about eight week cycle and i think dr Downs indicated to me that uh, this is going to be over in eight weeks, you know, good, bad or ugly, it, uh, it's coming through and it's hard uh, to, to really get a handle on it because I had mentioned about uh, contact tracing because it's moving too fast to uh, be effective in, 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 uh, in taking action. But vaccination is a key. Okay.
2: How's that going so, in, down on the coast or in Biloxi? Uh, are you tracking, do you feel like, sort of the same rate as we are statewide, about 35% of our population being fully vaccinated? Is it similar in, in your area?
20: We, we feel that's the truth, and that's uh, that's what I understand. Uh, as far as my 600 employees, we're, you know, better than that. Hopefully that uh, there will be some, some opportunity to even, you know, uh, uh close that to you know moving into around seventy around percent, I think we're around around fifty percent now, yeah, uh, so uh, it's a challenge. yeah, definitely.
2: what what about the business community uh, mayor what what are you hearing from them or are, are they starting to see kind of a drop off? I'm hearing around the area here that that folks are getting a, I guess a little leery of entering businesses and in, in close proximity to others. There just seems to be a little bit of a heightened concern about that. Are you hearing any, any of that?
20: No, not from you know the, the local business, smaller business. Of course, the casinos have a tremendous amount of uh, activity there, and they've yeah. done a good job. And uh, we've had some record months as far as gaming. You know, yeah. uh, four, four straight were, were unbelievable. And uh, but they've they've done a, a credible job. I think a couple of them. Were, uh, already indicated that their employees will be using masks, but uh, there's, there's no drop off as far as just okay. hours and business. I think. Okay. But well, you know, the indicated to us was you know avoid you know the the, uh, the weddings and funerals and big gatherings in, indoors or where you know to nose with people.
2: Yeah. Well, that's that's good to hear. Uh, I know I've tried to get a room at one of the popular casinos down there. <laughs> tried about three weeks ago for next weekend and was unable to. So sold out, booked
20: out, which is good. Yeah, weekends, weekends are and, and two. Uh, you know we've done some record numbers with uh, you know, seventy uh, percent of the rooms that they can sell. So you yeah, really staff. So they're yeah. doing a, a tremendous amount of money with uh, you know, uh, 60 know seventy percent of the overhead related to operations.
2: Yeah. Uh and I'm sure you're seeing the same thing we are across the state and in our, in our country that all these businesses are looking for people and having a hard time getting the staff they need.
20: That's true. I mean, it, it's been that been like that since since February.
2: Yeah. It's it's definitely a a problem that uh, and and it's not clear when that will sort of stabilize and that balance will be worked out. What about uh, some of the new economic development projects you guys got on the boards in in Biloxi and the coast in general? What's that looking like now, Mayor?
20: It's uh, it's moving in the right direction. You know, with these the the numbers as far as uh, tourism and and gaming, you know, we've had four record months. Yeah. uh, there are two big opportunities with the Tivoli, you know, and multi, multi so almost $2 billion worth of investment that's on the table to uh, finalize, get the, the dotted lines and the uh, uh, the financing in place to move forward. So we're, that's pretty significant. And uh, we're inquiries every day. And, and uh, so we, we, we're, uh, we, you know, the, the last month, I think we were number five in the country, right behind Atlantic City, as far as gaming. And wow. Not pre-capital, this is, not capital, this is dollars Wow. And, uh, the, uh, the you know you hear some of the negative news and you know, everybody wants to make bad news out of good news you know they it's, it was because of the uh, you know uh, incentives and so forth. it doesn't matter to me you know our product was you, you get here one time people have come here the numbers show that you. you've been here you yeah know, you, you mentioned enough about it. these weekends it's packed it's sold out and and, uh, and we're hopeful and we've always said just you know get them here one time they'll be back they'll want to be back so that's where we are And I think, uh, you know, this summer and even from February, it's uh, uh, proved to be the case. Yeah. Uh, Mayor, I understand
2: that uh, there were some current concerns that were discussed at a recent Board of Supervisors meeting regarding uh, your ambulance services provider, AMR. Can you tell us about that?
20: Yeah, well, you know, uh, we're uh, in Gulfport, and you know, where most of the population is, but we have seven thousand hotel rooms, so it adds not only to the population but to the visitation that uh, you know we want our guests and our visitors. And so, if they feel like they're getting sick, you know, we depend on on uh, response. Of course, our our fire department, just like you know uh, Gulfport and some of these others, they they're, they're within minutes or, or or yards away from probably where these things can happen. Yeah, and. Uh, AMR is, you know, again facing the same kind of challenges as far as what it takes you know, to uh, man the, you know, the equipment, as far as you know, e, you know EMTs. But uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a challenge. You know, we can't. Uh, we we should be around ten or twelve minutes, and, and that's not the case as yeah. far as response to uh, emergency situations. That's a concern.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I read the report about that. It, it sure seems like it. So, you got some money coming from the federal government. What's the amount that the city of Biloxi is getting from the American Rescue Plan?
20: ARP, we've received about 11 million. I think the county's received about 40 million. Gup was around 19 million. You know, we've uh, uh, sustained a bunch of lost revenue, you know, over the coast, but also we have a number, uh, you know, more than sewer. There's another. Uh, uh, Chunk of that money coming from the federal government. I think 1.5 billion. That I've been in, in discussion with the lieutenant governor. It's for more and sewer drainage and storm drains and yeah. that sort of thing. yeah we've got our, you know, a wish list and, and know the understanding of how that additional money can be used and parlayed to uh, to make this, uh, you know, these projects reality. So uh, we're confident that uh, we'll get our share. <laughs>
2: It sounds like you've already got some plans. You've got your eye on some projects, and and you're right. It's uh, limited in scope, as you know. Use of those funds and and uh, any kind of water sewer projects are eligible for use of those funds. Do you have some of that you need to address? I mean, you always do running a city. I know that mayor, but. <laughs>
20: We've just finished, We're in the middle of uh, uh, about $344 million of infrastructure, which is wow. sewer, storm drain, uh, 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 curbs and gutters, and so forth. That's about half the city, the peninsula. has been uh, We've been in that since 2015, actually, before I came BFF, before FOFO. Yeah. So we've got to <laughs> handle pretty much half the city. Now we're addressing the long term. You know, the, 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 the storm drain and the sewer systems are old. Everything is old. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, so we have a share, we, you know, good planning in West Biloxi as well as uh, uh, our, our master plans. And so we have plenty of projects uh, lined down and, and almost ready to bid. Yeah, so, uh, it won't be lack of projects. I think we've uh, we're we're there in position to uh, ask for uh, you know the, the money that's in, it's intended for.
2: Well, notwithstanding all that, uh, Mayor, we got about a minute left. Uh, how is the city doing financially? Are you guys in good shape? I know you had interruption in, in revenues, but have you recovered? Are you in good shape now?
20: Well, like I said, thank goodness that that you know the rest of the especially the drive-in. You know, I, in Las Vegas and, and some of these other folks depending on on the. Uh, the the flying market you know, and people are just now getting back on the planes but we've already yeah. kind of been at a disadvantage with people are driving in here you know every day yeah and you know uh, uh, we see that as a, a very positive so uh, even though the hotel room rates and availability on the weekend were up there that's just another part of the uh, the operations but you know this is america and, yeah. and, you know uh, uh, demand is, is some of the reasons why uh, You know, these these folks are looking at this place as as an opportunity to do business. Uh, Absolutely. Mayor, pleasure
2: having you on today. Hopefully we're going to have Mardi Gras again down there, sir. Hope to see you again, if not before.
20: We're hey, really looking forward to that. And like I said, I think in eight weeks we'll be in a good situation to, to really get down and get serious about uh, you know our, our lifestyle. Thank you, Gerard. I appreciate sounds,
2: everything. Sounds great. Thank you. Mayor Fofo Gillich of the great city of Biloxi has been our guest. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back. we got a giveaway later on in the program. Got some more concert tickets. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
10: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an mark This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special mark pricing and special mark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days, that's five months before your first payment and still Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993.
6: Facebook. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines
14: before we buy.
16: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
14: Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. Hi,
4: I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
16: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
14: I'm back. I told you I was coming back.
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. You see this big old crypto fraud deal? It's like $600 Said they were just playing. Didn't didn't really mean to do it. Something to that effect. But... Yeah, the white hat
3: hackers as they're trying to claim they are now. Yeah, uh, exactly. Which if you're unfamiliar with the term white hat hacker, that's like the the old cliche cowboy shows where the good guy wore the white hat and the bad guy wore the black hat. Yeah, A white hat hacker is a quote-unquote good guy hacker. It's somebody that tries to infiltrate systems and then alerts the people that have the system to the security flaws in their system.
2: Exactly right. Uh, in fact, we had a service that did that for customers as part of our cybersecurity practice. And we call it, it's called ethical hacking. Right. is an, is another term used to describe it. and we would uh we would I don't do know that, that it was
3: created but it was definitely championed by the guy Kevin Mitnick who did jail time for hacking right was an excellent 90s. big hacker
2: yeah you're right he he kind of led that effort you're exactly right and sort of launched this idea of well you know let's go get the criminals to, the folks that are committing these these acts of intrusion uh to, if they get on the good side, uh, th- they go do that and, and instruct companies on where their vulnerabilities are and how to protect them. And that's really what that's all about. But the interesting thing, if, if you saw this, about this situation is that the crypto community, those who uh, accept crypto as, as tender... Decided, uh, sort of unilaterally, that they wouldn't. Those They were able to identify what specific um, serial numbers, as way we'll describe them, of uh, the the currency itself, which was stolen, wouldn't accept it. Isn't that interesting? So that's part of the idea of sort of self policing and self governance. Besides the electronic aspect of that. I, I think it was loosely.
3: Um, it's the digital version of the ink packet for the bank robbers.
2: That's true. That's they good walk out, open it.
3: the bag, the ink packet explodes, and now all the hundred dollar bills are covered with different colored ink and uh, unusable. Yeah, you can't take it back to the bank because they're going to know you didn't get it legally.
2: Well, if you think about that, that's that's one way that uh, <laughs> we will curtail the occurrence of bank heists. There ain't no money in the banks. That's the benefit. So it's like everything else, right? We convert from, from physical bombs to, uh, to threat of war, of cyber war. It's the same thing. But why would you go stick up a bank? They ain't got nothing to take out. I mean, it, as we move towards a digital currency universe, uh, you just wonder these days, how many people do transactions – that involve physical cash in in banks, financial institutions. I, I don't, personally. Um, and even ATMs. You start to wonder, as we, we transition to digital currency, it somewhat cannibalizes ATM machines for the purposes of dispensing cash and, and withdrawing cash from your accounts. But you've already
3: seen Bitcoin ATMs.
2: Well, that's true.
3: Where you can show up to the little
2: kiosk and transfer your (laughs) currency into Bitcoin. Into Bitcoin. Convert (laughs) it. Converters. It's almost like foreign uh, currency exchange. Similar to that. Because you're converting from one currency to another when you're converting from uh, dollars to cryptocurrency. Same sort of deal. But this was a 600, and they get, like, giving some of it back, right? Right. Is, is uh, what the story is. 600 million dollars. Yeah, again, I was alerted to it. I, I saw a
3: guy on Twitter talking about how he had pretty much lost his entire savings.
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's not good, as they say, to put all the eggs in the one basket, and that it would be a very stark example of that. But, so what they did was... <laughs> You know, instead of walking into a bank with a gun saying, give me all your money, they exploited a technical vulnerabilities. It, I can't remember which of the blockchain, Poly something or another, is the name of the company that operates that particular blockchain. And, and what they exploited was a problem. Yeah, it was the Poly Network. Poly Network. Okay. So it's a problem in in the uh, replication from, from uh, servers, uh, across servers, which is the... Um, the feature of blockchain is that it is, it is replicated on a vast number of computing and storage platforms, which makes it way more difficult to, uh, to hack and to alter, but there was a problem in the replication algorithm that these, these genius hackers found out about, and they exploited it. So that's interesting. And you're going to see more of that, no question. Yeah, two hundred and
3: sixty million of the six hundred million has been returned. Wow, huh? And they expect to return more. Wow, because I mean, I mean it—it's useless to the hacker. They—they they can't right. use it. That's so. right.
2: Because it immediately uh, was uh, determined and discovered, and once they happen, and they that propagates that information propagates throughout the the cryptocurrency community, and they just basically shut them out. How about that? So that unto itself is kind of a redeeming feature, I would argue, of cryptocurrency. And and here's the thing, as you guys know, we're in the infancy of this. I mean, there's just way more technology and innovation that's going to be invented, developed, and applied here. We were just starting. I mean, really, really in our infancy here. Also- I mean,
3: I joke about it. I had Bitcoin back when it was dirt cheap, and the process for getting it was I had to find a phone number online, call a guy in Texas, wire him money with Western Union, and then hope that I wasn't getting scammed when he emailed me the the Bitcoin wallet with my, what, I think I had 13 of them, which, man, I'd be rolling in dough now. But I think it was the total, it, it was like 40 bucks at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing about Bitcoin. There's, I want to say it's seven million out of the. No, maybe not. Maybe not that high. There's a sizable chunk of Bitcoin that is lost or yeah. unrecoverable. It'll. It's always going to be gone.
2: And that is, uh, to some extent, what the miners seek to do is figure that out and get paid when they discover it because it has to be reinstituted and. And uh, sort of reauthorized is is useful. Uh, we keep printing paper money to give away. The Bitcoin will become more valuable. It may be already. I know nothing of Bitcoin. I think that a
3: lot a, of people have looked to
2: cryptocurrency as a failsafe hedge for inflation. Would be would be a yeah. hedge against inflation. Uh, inflation of the standard dollar. Absolutely. That that is one of the issues and. And, and one of the things that's driving, I should say, the value and in the investment of cryptocurrency. And certainly this $3.5 trillion boondoggle that uh, that passed the framework for which passed the Senate yesterday. was the day before yesterday, excuse me. We were in Laurel yesterday. Uh, that is <laughs> just more money. What's amazing is that the Biden administration... He came out yesterday and said, well, we got the Fed, they'll step in and take action, we're watching this inflation thing, we're not that worried about it, and the Fed will take action as need be, appropriate action, I think is the way he termed it. But by the way, we're going to throw another $3.5 trillion, and pay no attention to that. That is not... Inflating the dollar, that's not really devaluing the dollar. It's a figment of your imagination. It's a QAnon conspiracy theory, inflation is. You're really not paying more for everything you buy. No, that's not happening. Even though he has committed repeatedly... Not to raise taxes on anyone making over four, uh, Excuse me, under four hundred thousand dollars. Inflation is a tax on those who make under four hundred thousand dollars. It just is. He also says that we got to have this three point five trillion dollar boondoggle. This was the one that really aggravates me. We got to have it to restore the middle class. Really, where'd they go? They didn't go anywhere. We still have a middle class. In fact, 52% of this country is still in the middle class. And you wonder, well, how do we define that? That's always been a question. It's generally defined as households with income that ranges from two-thirds of the median household income in the country to double it works out to be about 43000 a year to $130,000 a year. If, you, if your income is in that range, you're in the middle class. That's 52% of the country. It's down 2 or 3% over the last 20 years, but a great deal of the reason for that, people moved up. That never gets talked about. We'll step aside right here we'll come back we got more to talk about and to give away some concert tickets the JT show will return.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 95. Tonight, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 75. A 50-50 shot of the wet stuff for your finally Friday, partly sunny, high near 94. And rolling into your Saturday, a 50% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 93. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
12: Hey, this is Brad Harbour at The Range in Gluckstadt. If you ever found yourself in a life-or-death situation, do you possess the mental and physical skills needed to survive? We are offering defensive handgun classes taught by someone who actually lived through such a deadly encounter. Dr. Larry Goldstein. If you want to be better able to defend yourself or your loved ones, you can sign up now at rangebyjimmyprimos.com or call us at 601-746-2202 for more information.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The health department is reporting over 4,400 new cases of COVID today. That's a new record by
18: almost a thousand. We anticipate at least 309 new hospitalizations and 93 deaths. We know that if if people go in the hospital with COVID, the mortality rate of going in the hospital is 15 percent.
13: State health officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs told Super Talk the mortality group that's growing the most rapidly is 50 to 60 but a dozen people under that age have passed away this week. The Mississippi Municipal League took a position on medical marijuana pretty early on.
4: They had an issue with the zoning, and they certainly had an issue uh, with the the, the, the the sales tax averse.
13: Senate Minority Leader Derek Simmons attended the MML conference on the coast last week. He supports having a special session to deal with medical marijuana and the ballot initiative process, both of which were struck down by the state Supreme Court. I'm Kelly Bennett.
19: At Pearl River Resort Casino, we're keeping it real safe for our employees
1: and guests. Electrostatic spray, chip cleaning, and mass thermal temperature scanners are in use throughout the property, including advanced UV cleaning
16: technology to keep rotating handrails safe to touch.
6: State-of-the-art air filtration systems keep the air you breathe safe and clean. So get back in play at Pearl River Resort Casino. We're keeping it real. Real fun, real winning, real
0: safe.
21: Switches are thrown, the signals are given.
0: This is the JT show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Welcome back. The J.T. Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino coming at you from the studio. You know, I failed to recognize the efforts of Scary Gary yesterday. Had me all set up when I got down there to Laurel. Always does a, a fantastic job and, and really makes my part easy. I just show up, and he's got everything plugged in, tested, ready to go. Uh, so I just want to say that. appreciate that, and you taking care of me back here in the studio. We had a good day yesterday. And um, It's always good when you get to the ball fields on a weekday. That's absolutely right. That did my heart good. I told you, I I drove up. I'm serious. I actually did have a little bit of chill bumps. It's been a couple years since I've been on the field um, coaching kids and and, uh, (laughs) coaching parents and teaching kids how to play baseball. (laughs) That's what that endeavor involves. Uh, no, nah, but, you know, I love it and always have. And so that was a whole lot of fun for me, and I, I appreciate that and, and the way uh, everybody handled it. And we did have a great lineup. And, you know, I, I have fun, um, I guess, interviewing people such as, as the mayor yesterday, who is uh, understandably so proud of his community. And, and I thought just did a fantastic job representing his community. And um, and just talking about the great things in Laurel and all the other folks as well, from the Board of Supervisors to Laurel Main Street, uh, to a couple of private businesses in the Jones County area. It's just it's good to get around the state of Mississippi and just see how blessed we are with with such a great state, and great people. So anyhow, I just wanted to say that I appreciate that, I really do. Chris, the mailman, we were talking about cryptocurrency and. The big fraud that occurred, and uh, and also just, the, the, I guess, the uh, the details, I should say. I got a little, little uh, tongue-tied there. The details about cryptocurrency, what it means, how it works, and so forth. Don't want to get too wonky. But did you notice your friend Lionel Messi? I call him your friend because I know you're a soccer guy. <laughs> <laughs> Part of his comp package includes cryptocurrency, right?
3: I believe so. I don't know the exact amounts, but it, it was a chunk of his uh, signing.
2: And I can't remember which one of the currency category, uh, classes it was or or uh, specific label brands, if you will. Uh, let's say it starts with a G for some reason. It's one I'm not familiar with. There's a ton, There's a ton of them out them. there. I know. And they seem to be new ones
3: coming out each and every day.
2: Yeah, right. And it, because folks are... are leveraging the power of blockchain. That is the underlying technology, the platform that makes cryptocurrency possible, is blockchain. And while a lot of folks, I guess, tend to focus on cryptocurrency as an alternative form of, of payment, and it also doubles as an asset, the uh, reality is, what makes all that possible is the underlying a technical architecture of blockchain and we are poised to see the application of blockchain just across the gambit of of society, the gamut of society.
3: looks like Messi's cryptocurrency uh, welcome package <laughs> was uh, fan tokens provided by Socios.com they're one of the teams, they're also along English Premier League champions Man City and Italy's AC Milan for european soccer clubs that have developed fan tokens as a cryptocurrency so you can purchase tokens okay. kind of like the green bay packers did when they sold shares in their team years ago except with this it's a digital currency and if you have a certain amount you get to vote on minor things that the club is doing and different stuff like that but uh yeah that's that's one way he got it it was uh i still can't find the exact amount he got but the the psg fan tokens yeah trading in volume over
2: $1.2 billion in the days leading up to his move to Paris Saint-Germain. Well, he he lent it some credibility, much like Elon Musk when he was tweeting about crypto and, and announced the company would accept at least Bitcoin, right, as a form of payment. Then he backed off, and now he's back on it. But, yeah, I, I think when you see uh, kind of known big-time figures like that get on board. I think a lot of folks do. It, it, it increases their sort of confidence level in it. People get on board.
3: On the flip side of that, though, you do have a lot of quote-unquote influencers, yeah, people whose popularity really only exists on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and they'll throw their support behind some of these sketchier yeah. <laughs> cryptocurrencies. Yeah, but they're getting
2: paid to do it.
3: Right. They're, yeah. they're, they're a paid sponsor of it or a paid advertiser for it, and... You've, I've seen more than one of those end poorly, where they're, they're pumping it up, and everybody's excited, and everybody buys in, so the price goes up, and then a week later, nobody's talking about it, and the price goes down to less than a penny. Yeah. So you've lost everything you put into it.
2: Well, nobody ever said it wasn't a volatile, risky asset. Right. Uh, So not for the faint of heart, if you're going to invest in crypto. Chris the Mailman says the Fed is developing their own digital currency. Let's be clear, uh, Chris, what the Fed is developing is a digital version of the dollar. So they're not developing or announcing a new currency. The dollar will still be the currency. There will just be a digital form of it. We're basically almost there now, if you think about it, to a great extent. Uh, and Ron in Columbus says that uh, last night at a fast food chain didn't have $2 and change to give me back out of my 20. Yeah, there's, there's been a currency shortage, a, a physical paper currency shortage for quite some time. And you see lots of merchants that, uh, that uh, request and, uh, of their, their patrons, their customers, to try to use something other than, than cash. Uh, If you can, it's it's I've never I haven't seen that any anybody yet. I personally have it where they will not accept uh, currency, um, but or paper currency, the physical kind. But I have seen signs encouraging customers to use credit, debit card, et cetera, some form of payment uh, or their mobile phones, et cetera, that have all kinds of payment apps on them that you can scan. I uh, have seen that. But yeah, not not surprised. Still kind of causing a problem. There's a day from Ripley says, poll folks like cash, at least I do."
3: <laughs> and that's I, one thing I've heard a lot of people concerned about with cryptocurrencies. Oh, they're trying to get rid of cash. They're trying to I don't see an end to cash in my lifetime.
2: I no, I don't think you'll see an end to it, but uh you'll see a dramatic reduction. Oh, RDR, yeah, already have.
3: But that's happened in, I would argue, the majority of our listeners' lifetimes. I agree with that. Because we've gone from, you could get a credit card, but if you used it, you went to the store, and either they knew you and believed that you had the credit, or they didn't know you, and they were going to call the number on the back and make sure you had the credit. That's and then right. they would put it in a little slider machine with the carbon paper, and yeah and then give you a copy of that and keep a copy of that and mail it in and get their money a month later or longer than that. We've gone from that, which I can remember seeing that in my lifetime, okay. to being able to just
2: swipe it, and it immediately comes out of your account and into theirs. Or now tap it. Right. Just tap if you've got a, uh, a wireless-enabled uh, chip, or excuse me, wi- wireless-enabled card. Uh, but the point, you're, you're absolutely right. And is that not also just a great example that illustrates what we've talked about before of how all this innovation and in technology has just produced massive productivity? You think about how unproductive. So not only did they have to do the, the swipe of your card with the old uh, mechanical machine, line the carbon paper three-part carbon form up, right, and swipe your card, which would make an impression of your card on it, make sure it's right. Then you remember you had folks stealing the carbons to go steal your card to get your numbers, but consider this, they have to bundle up all those tickets, all those swipes, and send them to the bank. Who would then have to key it in to record the transaction? So think about how now, with just one simple tap, every bit of that's done. Your, your credit um, is cleared that you've got the sufficient funds in your account, be it debit or credit, a uh, line on your credit, available balance on your credit, uh, to determine if, if the transaction is good to go. All that happens. Uh, it it uh, completes the transaction to essentially deduct it from your account. Uh, it it um, updates their accounting systems all in one deal, and without human intervention and without mistake. That's the other thing. So in the old days, you have to type in, Prices on the cash register. Who could forget that? Take forever. People complain now. Oh, I hate these long lines. Oh my gosh. I remember as a kid going to the grocery store with my parents and watching them click those buttons on those cash registers, and inevitably they'd mess it up. And my dad was notorious for finding those mistakes. And he'd, with those long tickets, you know, <laughs> he would, the ad machine tape looking tickets, and he'd, he'd, March back up. He'd go check every item when he got home, didn't do it there in the line, and march back up and find mistakes. Usually it was on the price per pound, like of something sold by the pound. Uh, And then you have to go through the whole credit process, a nightmare. But uh, just kind of digressing about how this unbelievable technology has just improved productivity, which makes us all wealthier. George of the Jungle. One of my favorites on TV theme show, Thursday. We shall step aside and come right back. Don't forget, we got a giveaway after the 12 o'clock break. Tammy Martin, Renee Reed, they're from the nursing home business. We'll talk about how they're doing.
20: George, George, George of the Jungle, friend to you and me.
19: Diamond Importer. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com.
4: The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. RJ's
9: Outboard Sales and Service is your Central Mississippi Boating Headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service built. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb-by-limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree pros and with our superior cleanup you can't go wrong baroni's tree pros 601-345-8090 601-345-8090 that's
15: 601-345-8090 or online at baronistreepros.com that's com. the midday agri-market report canadian pacific has upped its offer for kansas city southern to approximately 31 billion dollars potentially reigniting a bidding war with rival railroad canadian national Kansas City Southern is the smallest of the remaining major U.S. railroads, but it also controls critical cross border routes into Mexico. Its size has long peaked the entrance of other railroads as many bids could be the most likely to be approved by U.S. antitrust regulators long wary of signing off on railroad mergers. But its cross-border rails give Kansas City a high premium in the eyes of bigger railroads hungry to expand, particularly now as the U.S. economy is merging from a pandemic-induced recession and demands for goods has snarled supply chains. Canadian Pacific has urged shareholders of Kansas City Southern to reject the higher bid from Canadian National because it says it faces tougher antitrust fight with regulators. I'm Dixon Williams. That's the Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again. At
0: least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled clean cooking. Hot water on demand. Warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today.
11: Catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from three until six, right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, now onto the real fun.
10: Dino Mike
0: on Super Talk Mississippi. Oh.
10: Than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. So
2: Superman, Superman. Who can
10: change the course of mighty rivers?
2: bends steel in <laughs> his family. I remember that one. And who? Disguised as Clark Kent. Disguised as Clark Kent. So dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Such dramatic fiction. (laughs) Larry and Jackson says, two points. Our money still says legal, tender for all debts, public and private. That's his first point. Second, I know good and well Home Depot has changed for a 100. A honey bun. It is true that... uh, Our money still says legal tender for all debts, public and private. However, there is no statute, I've looked this up before, there is no statute in the United States that mandates a private business or a person or an organization, just a party, accept currency or cash for payment of goods and services. There is no statute requiring that. So, and I believe for when, private businesses, talking about private, correct. So if
3: you get a parking ticket and you want to pay it in pennies, they may not like you very much, but they got to take it. Yeah, they may give you stipulations that it's got to be rolled and everything, but you can still pay in pennies.
2: I had a fraternity brother that got fined. I think it was for what we had. We had quiet hours in the house, and after a certain time of night, like nine o'clock or something. No loud music, nothing that would be disruptive. The idea was so you could study in the house and not have to pack up and go to the library or something. But he he was always violating it. And, of course, all the officers lived in the house, were required to. And they would uh, see him violating the quiet hours and would fine him and record that. And he accumulated about $100 worth. (laughs) It was like a $10 fine or something. So he showed up at one of the active meetings and did pay in pennies. Literally brought, brought it in with a wagon, bags of pennies. Here's your $100. <laughs> brought that to the treasurer. So uh, it made me think of that when you said that. Uh, Larry and Jackson says, wouldn't that be a private debt? Uh, I'm telling you, Larry, there's no statute. There's absolutely no statute. There is no requirement. There is nothing that forces. It's no different than when you see lots of private businesses before the pandemic. You'll see signs posted: no bills over a fifty or something like that, because they just can't can't deal with it in that particular case. But uh, th- there's no requirement. They are n- they are not forced by the government to accept that as payment for goods and services. And and consider this. They don't have to sell you the goods and services. They say, okay, well, if you're paying with cash, we're not going to sell it to you. There's definitely no statute requiring that, thank God. Although they want, they want that to be the case. They'd like to enact law. But it's it's absolutely uh, not statutory in the United States. It, and really, it's it's I don't know that that matters. What matters is there's no question that we are rapidly transitioning to digital payment. There's no question about that. Just consider the amount of commerce that is transacted in economic activity that is just across the web, across the Internet. It's gigantic. None of that involves cash. It is what gave rise to third-party payers such as PayPal. Made a fortune. They're a little on the woke side, honestly. If you take a look at uh, kind of their management, uh, gosh, who who doesn't have one of the popular apps, payment apps that that they use to transfer money between each other? It's how we settle our golf bets. Venmo, our two dollars, you know. Uh, Venmo's that's the app we happen to use. There's others as well, and all that's free. And why is it free? Because it gets your information. They use your information to figure out. They leverage that in selling it to sellers to figure out how to sell you more stuff. I think it's a fantastic model. I'm okay with that. Some people may say no. I don't like you know uh, the barrage of ads that I get when I'm out uh, browsing the Internet on social media and so forth. I don't like that. I don't, I don't want to be bothered. And I understand that. I respect that. But it is what makes it free. And I remember Rhino a few years ago, the first time Zuckerberg and, and, uh, oh, what the hell is his name from Twitter? Jack Dorsey. And I think, uh, Tim Cook from Apple. I can't remember who was in charge of Google. Anyhow, they go to the Hill. They're summoned to the Hill by the U.S. Senate. And one of the goofy senators asked Zuckerberg, How do you make money? I couldn't believe that. The, They're they're questioning them. It's a hearing format, yet they didn't know how they produced revenue. These are the people making our laws. That was bothersome.
3: Series of tubes. (laughs) That's the Internet, according to
2: them. (laughs) Series of tubes. I love it. It's time for a break here on the JT show. We got Super Talk News, Fox News, and then Tammy Martin from Cedars Health Center in the Greenhouse Homes at Traceway Retirement Community in Tubelo, and Miss Renee Reed, Director of Public Relations for Methodist.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson,
2: Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree
0: professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at Barone'sTreePros.com. Fox News.
16: I'm Lillian Wu. More government workers are being told they must get COVID vaccines.
22: About 25,000 HHS employees who work with patients are being told to roll up their sleeves if they haven't already. In a statement, Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra
16: said requiring our HHS health care workforce to get vaccinated will protect our federal workers as well as the patients and people they serve. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. The mandate comes after the Veterans Affairs Department rolled out a similar policy. And as the Defense department prepares to require vaccines for all service members next month or as soon as the vaccine wins full fda approval and a texas state senator wraps up a 15 hour long filibuster democrat carol alvarado posed to a sweeping gop voting measure started speaking shortly before 6 p.m wednesday
4: local time
16: america's listening to fox news
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A record 4,400 new COVID cases are being reported today. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says 97% are among the unvaccinated, but some are reinfections.
18: Previous infection is not a surefire way to keep from getting it again. The But uh, if we look at our deaths, it's 90% of our, I mean, uh, 90% of our hospitalizations are unvaccinated and uh, uh, like uh, 80, I think 85% of our deaths are, are unvaccinated.
13: Of the vaccinated deaths, the median age is 78 and over half had severe underlying immune weaknesses. The Dixie Youth Baseball World Series is taking place in Laurel. Mayor Johnny McGee is proud to see a city host the tournament that brings teams from all across the country. 96
10: teams over two weeks. They've been here since uh, July 29th, and we have enjoyed
4: them every second that they've been here. I'm Kelly Bennett. Y'all listen up.
13: Tropical depression FRED is not a direct threat to the Mississippi coast, though residents could feel some tropical force winds as a result of the system on Sunday. AccuWeather meteorologists say FRED is threatening to make two U.S. landfalls, both of which could occur in Florida. Damaging winds and coastal flooding are both likely, though forecasters are most concerned by the threat of excessive rainfall and flooding if the storm slows down significantly as predicted. President Biden is encouraging more people that live in hurricane zones to get
20: vaccinated. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits.
13: The season runs through November 30th. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
5: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Welcome to Real Talk for real Mississippians.
8: Let's do this. Three, two, one.
0: Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
2: Welcome back, everyone, The JT Show. Super Talk Mississippi rocking into the afternoon here on this Friday Eve. Joining us now on the line, Tammy Martin, Administrator of Cedars Health Center and the Greenhouse Homes at Traceway Retirement Community in Tupelo, and also Ms. Renee Reed, Director of Public Relations for Methodist Senior Services. Uh, good afternoon, ladies. Thanks for joining us.
22: Thanks, very George, thank you for having us on today.
2: You bet. All right, so I think uh, one of the questions that's on a lot of folks' mind. we've been talking about here on the show is uh, just the staffing situation, the the shortage of qualified personnel, uh, particularly in the in the healthcare industry. It's a problem that is impacting the entire economy, the whole gamut of industries. But in particular, it's a concern when it affects healthcare because those of us that get sick <laughs> rely on healthcare professionals to take care of us. So, uh, Tammy, you first. What's that like uh, in your world?
22: Um but word i've asked renee with our management company to join me and she can give a broad overview across the state about okay. what is happening sure we have 12 retirement communities from hernando mississippi to biloxi so i'm gonna uh, uh, turn it over to renee
2: great renee please
22: one of the things that we're seeing is um you know there's health care is a calling to begin with a lot of people really. Um, have to have a passion to go into this field. So when they are, um, you get into a pandemic, it it causes a lot of um, uh, additional stress and strain on uh, the staffing, simply because they are. Um, uh, you know there's a lot of extra that goes into taking care of a situation there's uh, all the extra ppe the cleaning the additional care there's search um, lots of additional people um, you have the absence of volunteers that have always been there who have made the the workload lighter and um, so when you get into that there's a lot of stress and strain at the beginning of the pandemic we had a lot of people who kind of left the field because there was a lot of uncertainty we didn't know what we were dealing with um and so they they left because they're you know they needed to care for their family and and their loved ones um but as we have moved through this uh we've noticed that a lot of it has become a the stress and strain of things that um have worn people out um and so we're seeing a lot of people who are retiring early uh who are going home to stay with families and there's not a lot of additional people to come in to take those holes, uh, to fill those spots. So what, um, you know, what we're really focusing on right now in the area Uh, in the healthcare field is to make sure that we um, incentivize the right people to come work in the healthcare field to uh, make sure that we maintain and retain the qualified people that we do have and that we care for them both mentally and physically so that they can um, take care of this load and um, to, to, to make sure that people maintain their passion and their yeah. energy to, to stay in the healthcare field, whether nursing homes or in the um, uh, hospitals or the clinics that are around the state.
2: There, there are uh, several reports, uh, certainly for me anecdotally, uh, just within the medical community, that uh, one of the things that's happening is, is nurses and other healthcare professionals are, are being attracted away out of state uh, by healthcare institutions that are offering a dramatic increase in their pay and their compensation. Are, are you seeing that as well, or are you having to deal with that?
22: We are. There is uh, a good bit of that going on, um, and it has required um, us to be extremely creative in the things that we've done, kind of thinking outside of the box. Um, I can tell you from our experience some of the things that we've done to help maintain um, the staffing that we have. First of all, one of the first things that we did at the beginning of the pandemic is we created a hazard pay for our folks who might have to, um, you know, provide direct care to someone that had COVID, so that we recognized that they were stepping into um, a particularly unknown circumstance, mm-hmm.
8: um,
22: and that the additional thing that we did was we provided a, a COVID pay, and not a lot of uh, companies out there did this, but. Um, Methodist stood behind our, our uh, employees and said, you know, if you are asked to quarantine because of exposure or, or, or a positive diagnosis, or if someone in your direct household is asked to quarantine because of positive or um, exposure, we're gonna pay you for that time off. And you're not gonna be asked to take PTO. You're not gonna be asked to take your EIB. That's just something we're gonna give you. Hmm. Um, Now, with the advent of the uh, vaccines, we've adjusted that policy a little bit to allow um, people uh, who have uh, the vaccine to continue to be um, to have that reward. But um, that has been a a huge thing for our employees to have that stress taken off of them. Um, We've also included uh, pay increases across the board for our frontline nursing home staff. Um, We brought vaccination clinics directly to our facilities. We didn't ask them to go out and find other places to get it. We brought it to them to make it easy uh, and accessible for them. And we also uh, provided uh, lots of uh, reward cash for that. We uh, we offered $15,000 in uh, cash prizes that we did some drawings and um, uh, five individuals um, won that cash. And then we have offered $50 bonuses to every single uh, employee that's willing to get the vaccination. So we've tried to do some different things like that to make things better. Um, The one thing that I would really say is we've gone out and and specifically created some things that were um, meant to, to create a pipeline of employees in the future, not just for this immediate need, but consistently. We partnered with some education folks uh, in the state, uh, like Medical 2, uh, to do some online CNA training classes. And then we held the clinicals at um, our, on our campuses. And uh, we uh, paid the tuition for the individuals who were willing to come work for us. Mm. Um, And so that created our own pipeline of individuals to help fill these spots um, and and to keep people from going elsewhere. Of course, our great benefits um, and that sort of thing. And if there's anything that I could stress more than anything is simply just being with your employees, knowing your employees, uh, figuring out what they need and what their issues are. That's going to retain, um, individuals and keep them from running, uh, to another, uh, place or to an out of state more than anything else. Um, I think about, uh, back at the beginning of the pandemic when, um, when schools shut down and we, none of us were prepared for that. Um, And we had a lot of individuals who were saying, I'm gonna have to quit my job because I have nowhere for my kids to go. Uh, We had some folks who reached out to find some childcare sources for our employees to help them find childcare for their children so that they could continue with their job. Uh, Funny, funny antidote is, uh, you know, when there was a run on the toilet paper, our employees were working so late and so hard they couldn't get to the store to get their own toilet paper. (laughs) Well, one campus um, had a a maintenance guy go down and buy several loads of toilet paper and brought it back and subdivided it for the employees. Those are little things that makes this, um, that makes working in healthcare not just about a job, but about um, a family. It's it's more than work.
2: So are you guys considering a vaccine mandate?
22: Um, at this particular moment, we are not requiring that, um, but we strongly support it, um, and we are uh, asking our employees and our elders to be vaccinated. We have offered the clinics, as I stated, and uh, we are uh, doing a lot of education, a lot of one-on-one to help uh, address people's concerns yeah. and. Um, and their questions so that they can get the right information to make the decision that's right for them. So we strongly support the uh, vaccinations and the safety protocols that are recommended by the Mississippi State Department of Health and the CDC. Um, right now, currently across all of ours—not just nursing homes, but all of our retirement communities statewide—we uh, our elders are at about an eighty-seven percent vaccination rate, wow. and um, our employees are at about fifty-two percent. Okay, so, so the res- residents are a lot daily.
2: higher. Residents are, are a lot higher than Do- uh, the uh, uh, in terms of vaccination rate than the staff itself. Yes. Yeah, yes. Got it. Uh, I got. Uh, I tell you what. I got a couple of more questions. Can you hang on through the break? Sure. All right. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back. We've got Tammy Martin and Renee Reed. Uh, they're talking to us about what's going on in the retirement communities, nursing homes, etc. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
9: SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain. Partly sunny, high near 95. Tonight, a slight chance of rain. Mostly cloudy, low around 75. A 50-50 shot of the wet stuff for your finally Friday. Partly sunny, high near 94. And rolling into your Saturday, a 50% chance of rain. Mostly cloudy, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service. At 1208 Old Fannin Road, RJ's Outboard Sales and Service. Your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
12: Hey, this is Brad Harbor at The Range in Gluckstadt. If you ever found yourself in a life or death situation, do you possess the mental and physical skills needed to survive? We are offering defensive handgun classes taught by someone who actually lived through such a deadly encounter, Dr. Larry Goldstein. If you want to be better able to defend yourself or your loved ones, you can sign up now at rangebyjimmyprimos.com or call us at 601-746-2202 for more information family
5: termite is a proud vip sponsor of the handyman show on super talk mississippi whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran mississippi's handyman buddy slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each saturday from 10 till noon your window
0: tint headquarters at auto trim designs on highway 80 and pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of expel paint protection film your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs rocks and road debris for more info go to autotrimdesigns.com
7: For all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi 97.3. Ladies and gentlemen,
8: let's hear it. Let's hear it.
7: Now, 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 back to the JT
0: show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk, Mississippi.
8: Mississippi. Sunday, Monday, happy days.
6: sky, hello blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. If you're so right, it can't be wrong. Rockin' and rollin'
2: all we Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. We've got Renee Reed and Tammy Martin on the line. We're just talking about the situation in retirement communities, nursing homes, etc. So, uh, Renee, what about the situation with this uh, surge of cases due to the delta variant are you seeing that have a a an impact uh on your uh, on your various homes how's that how's that working out and how are you dealing with that
22: well yes um obviously the numbers are going up um, nationwide and, and specifically in our state uh, we're seeing an increase um, because of the delta variant um, We have not seen the large surge in our particular nursing homes that we had seen earlier. Um, With the Delta variant, it seems to be, as you well know, it seems to be targeting a a little bit different audience um, than it did before, And, um, and so we are kind of pulling back looking at where we are now regrouping making sure that we're doing all the things that we possibly can to uh, safety measure wise uh, masking vaccinations uh, uh, the entrance protocol for visitors um, and that sort of thing and uh, following all the guidelines that the state and the federal government are giving us to make sure that we do everything that we possibly can to uh, protect the elders and our team, but to also make sure that we continue to allow, uh, you know, uh, engagement for elders so that family members can still come and visit.
2: Do you anticipate, I got to ask you this, we got some listeners curious, uh, that once the vaccines are fully approved by the FDA, would you anticipate at that point you might mandate that for your staff?
22: Um, You know, that hasn't been elaborated on completely yet, but I I could see that very much being something that we would do because many other uh, folks in the healthcare industry have already Led that charge. Um, I know that some of the hesitancy with um, employees and even our uh, elders in getting the vaccine is about that specific approval. So I feel like once that's approved, you're going to see a lot of that hesitancy go away. And with that, I think not just with our industry, us or with our industry, I think you'll see a lot of folks who do require those mandates.
2: Are you kind of in those circles or hearing or discussing that with other uh, healthcare providers and institutions? Or, or similar organizations. To um, yours.
22: A lot, of, a lot more of the hospitals have um, already gone ahead and taken that step more so than the nursing homes. Yeah. But it is a hot topic right now, and, and many are um, right there at that verge of making those decisions. So.
2: Yeah. So what about the uh, this ICU shortage? That uh, the stress on that? We're told now that there are no ICU beds available in the state of Mississippi. Is is that does that present a particular problem for your organization in terms of of uh, the services that uh, you provide and, and your residents that maybe because of uh, under underlying health conditions and of course their age are, are more likely to perhaps contract some illness where they need ICU. Yeah,
22: anytime there's a shortage um, of a care. Uh, service it should concern all of us Uh, no matter what our age level or our need level is it should concern all of us Um, because uh, as you see the the recommendation is that things that are unnecessary be postponed at this time Mm -hmm. or you see several uh hospitals who are saying you know uh, go to urgent care rather than come to the er um so i think anytime that you have a surge on the hospitals or any care provider it's going to cause stress and strain um on all of us and so we are doing everything that we possibly can to care for the elders within our charge um, as best as we can before we uh, rely on or send someone out. Um, but, you know, of course, uh, if they need that extended medical care that's beyond our expertise, we have to go to the hospitals and, and rely on them.
2: Yeah. And, you know, there, there are some who say that with respect to the shortage of, of in particular, nurses, nurses uh, health care providers, but specifically nurses, that we should be able to just rapidly spin up some, some quick training and, and there's folks out there that would be willing to submit to that and, and they could just come right in and fill those shoes. What, what, what do you say to that?
22: Well, I mean, no, there, there's specific training that goes into doing this. There, there, are, um, there are things that can be done that would help. Um, you can, do, like, like I said, we partnered with the, uh, educators to provide a training, online training for the CNAs and then did the clinicals at our community. Um, so there are things that can be done, but that is a specific training and, and, and to shortcut the training, um, that's necessary for the care, uh, is going to reduce the quality of care across the board. Uh, so if you can. Find ways, creative ways to um, address the needs that are not uh, required by people who are specifically trained if there's somebody that that can come in and be a a resident assistant, Mm -hmm. if there is somebody that can come in as a volunteer and handle things that would free up the tasks so that nurses could do uh, those things or CNAs could do those things, then that's going to help them out a lot. But you cannot uh, just suddenly stick somebody into a nursing situation that hasn't been trained to handle that situation.
2: Yeah, and I saw that uh, the governor has uh, evidently got the federal government to agree to send some uh, personnel in uh, healthcare professionals to to staff some of these additional facilities that are that are being built out. We see UMC, I guess, taking over uh floor of their parking lot, right, to to step uh, spin up some beds and try to uh, establish a, a, a makeshift hospital, if you will. And I think there's also something going on in Tupelo along those lines. And the governor announced, I believe yesterday, personnel are coming in. I'm just wondering where these personnel are coming from because there's a shortage. Every state's dealing with this, essentially, uh, how they were able to make that happen. But that seems like, I guess, a bit of good news in terms of uh, just providing some relief for the stress on the health care uh, system. But it's, it's still a big concern. Yeah
22: yes absolutely it's still a concern but with us with those uh, organizations being able to get those um additional personnel in on site to help them it's going to alleviate the strain uh across our state because we we won't lose as many um in in you know in the clinics and the smaller hospitals and and the nursing homes we won't lose as many employees to those larger hospitals that uh, are a little more capable of providing those hands-on sign-on bonuses and yeah. things of that nature. So it allows us to be able to maintain our staffing while they're still addressing this major surge that we're going through.
2: And we're, we're certainly hearing of reports of, of nurses being wooed away into other states for additional pay. I've heard probably more reports from providers, as, as you indicated, however, though, Renee, that a lot of it's just folks are just they're just burnt out. They're, they're exhausted. And uh, maybe taking early retirement or just decided they're going to exit the profession and go do something else. I've heard that as well. But, but the question I'm getting to is, are you able to attract uh, talent from outside the state into Mississippi and to come work for your organization?
22: Well, as I as I addressed earlier, um, you know we're doing some out of the box kind of things. We're trying to make sure that we incentivize um, the folks that um, we you know in recruitment to try and and honestly, whether that's outside of the state, inside the state, we just want the kind of people who um, have a passion about caring for elders. So that's who we're looking for. And and so we are doing the typical things that you do in job searches, uh, but we're also adding some of those bonuses. We're adding some of those creative um, ideas to try to attract people to come uh, work for us. And, one of the the biggest things is just trying to retain the folks that we have, sure. you know, so that they don't get tired, that they don't get burnout, and they don't leave us to go somewhere else or to go home. Yeah. Um, is to bring back, um, you know, keep them coming back on a daily basis.
2: What sort of impact has the, the pandemic and and obviously if you're having to to increase compensation. I mean that that's uh, has a hit, you know, on on the overall expense model of the organization. We got just a second or two here, but what sort of impacts that having on your financial condition? Well, you know,
22: we can't just change the rates. Yeah, um, that's what and, I'm thinking. Your revenue here's doesn't go more up. the income coming in. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a, a regular place could just say, hey, for this product, I'm going to raise the price right. because it costs more to get it here than to sell it to you. That's not something that we we can do. Yeah. Um, so what we've had to do is make sure that we have been very diligent with what we've gotten. We've gotten uh, several grants and relief funds, gotcha. and those have been critical to gotcha. uh, cover those additional expenses like uh, PPE and cleaning and additional staffing. So, um, you know, anything that we can get in right now is is, is critical to the ongoing operation.
2: We got to go, but I, I appreciate it. Very insightful. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you guys soon.
22: Okay. Thank you. We'll right, be right you, back. Thank
2: you, for having
15: us. You got it. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse.
5: 2021 Field Flows World Tour. October 6th at Brandon Amphitheater. Reserved seats on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at ChickenMaster.com. VIP packages available at thebeachboys.com and mikelove.com. The Beach Boys 2021 Field Flows World Tour.
21: It's time for the kids to head back to school to learn their ABCs and 123s. At Monsdo Jackson, we're teaching you the 123s of car buying. One, buy from a dealer you can trust. Two, look for the best selection. Three, get the absolute best deals, like these at Mazda of Jackson. Now get 0% financing on every new Mazda in stock. That's right, 0% financing, which will save you thousands in interest charges. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. Bad credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a new vehicle from us. And as always, buy with confidence with a 20-year 250 Thousand-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. School is in session, so get to Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com with a proof credit on select models. See dealer for details.
8: Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, Riley.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A record 4,400 new COVID cases are being reported today. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says 97% are among the unvaccinated, but some are
18: reinfections. Previous infection is not a surefire way to keep from getting it again. The um, But uh, if we look at our deaths, it's 90% of our, I mean, uh, 90% of our hospitalizations are unvaccinated and uh, uh, like uh, 80, I think 85% of our deaths are, are unvaccinated.
13: Of the vaccinated deaths, the median age is 78 and over half had severe underlying immune weaknesses. The Dixie Youth Baseball World Series is taking place in Laurel. Mayor Johnny McGee is proud to see a city host the tournament that brings teams from all across the country.
10: 96 teams over two weeks. They've been here since uh, July 29th, and we have enjoyed them every second that they've been here.
16: I'm
13: Kelly Bennett.
7: <laughs> yeah. Properly set all controls before recording.
0: All systems go. Now, 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 back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi.
8: Mississippi.
2: Welcome back to Night Court. <laughs> that was a great show, by the way. You saw the sad
3: news of the the passing of Marky Post. Marky Post died. Oh man, when did Played that? Late public defender Christine Sullivan. She passed away on August the seventh, just
2: a few days ago. Wow, wow, wow. I'll have to admit, you know, kind of had a. F- a funky crush on her when I was watching it. Very pretty lady. Yes, she was perfect casting, was it not for that program? Lara Cat. Uh, What's his name? Henry, the judge, magician. Oh, uh, Anderson. Yeah, Harry, Harry Anderson. Yes, yeah, excuse me. That well, was an awesome show. They don't make them like that anymore, as they say. Yeah, have you seen this video of? Folks really going crazy up in Tennessee. Uh, This is after the school board reinstated mandates. Of course, like we said, everybody walks around with a video camera in their hand. You can't pick your nose without somebody picking it up on video and blasting it across the Internet. But uh, there's a video that is shown at this school board meeting and there's there's threats coming from people at healthcare professionals and school board members right after this mask mandate was reinstated by vote. You know, this this is where it gets out of hand. One of the those in attendance yells, We know who you are, you can leave freely, but we will find you. That's when you lose me. I don't support mask mandates for kids. I I I just I, I feel like that that is not the right thing to do. But threatening someone else, that's just that's over the top. That's uncalled for. It's never ever the proper response. And it says, actions have consequences. If you vote for this, we will come for you in a nonviolent way, is what one of the members says. But it's it just still, it's just not the way to handle stuff like this. In the past, you dealt with sheep. Now prepare yourself to deal with lions. That's what they said. Oh, gosh. It is absolutely true that the numbers of children being hospitalized and experiencing respiratory issues with this variant, that the numbers just bear that out. That's on the increase. That's on the rise. And so, you know, there are health care professionals and, and uh, public and private sector that advocate for this. I get it. And if you don't, and if you oppose it, I get that, too. That's, that's a problem. I think going to school and living your life with a mask on all the time, that's a problem. And I, I do think that there are negative aspects of that. But on the other hand, issuing the threats like that, I'm, just, I'm not on board with that. And I'm not suggesting this always comes from the right. Uh, it comes from the left. It's it's ingrained in our, and it's become prevalent in our society. As I said earlier in the show, it's it's masks, it's vaccines, and it's where to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and that's kind of my way of, I, I I guess labeling all of this critical race theory, critical gender theory. I mean that just that that whole world. I'm uh, sort of describing as where to go to the bathroom. <laughs> which is what it comes down to but this isn't good for our country to be so deeply divided like that i just look at you know some of the comments we get on on the text line that um get i guess testy i'll just put it that way is the way i'll describe it and we we've tried to be civil and rational and I'm somewhat calm. I know I get fired up sometimes. I get passionate about things uh and and it's because I care. But you rarely see me I guess degrading another person. I do occasionally I slip and I apologize for that by the way no matter who it is. That is not par with my standards. I I just say that. I would much rather have a civil debate with someone about critical issues and policy matters. I enjoy that, actually. But, and, I, and I would like to think that either party could work to pers- perhaps persuade the other. That's what's missing. We don't try to persuade, we, because we don't generally substantiate our positions and views with any sort of support, empirical data. Or talking points and facts that I think enhance those positions. We we just kind of get in our corners and say, well, this is what I think, and if you don't believe me, you're an idiot. That's that's the default of both sides. We see it on both sides. I'm not certainly not not trying to define any particular political persuasion or ideology or group as having the the franchise. <laughs> on that uh, sort of activity. It's both sides. It really is. Um, but, I don't know. It says, really not smart <laughs> screaming at somebody in a car these days. That might roll the window down and start shooting. CC in Sanitobia. I hear you, CC. That's sad. I just find that really sad. I, you know, I, I, I've mentioned it before. It's, why do we have so much hate? I mean, when you're shooting people, when you're hurting people, you're just hating. There's hate. Something's missing. Something something went awry in your development, in your upbringing, to induce you to the point of unloading a weapon on another person. That, Or, or in this case at this school board meeting, threatening. We're coming for you. Someone on Twitter, I don't know if I shared it with you or not, um, who has since blocked me, and I blocked them, but said my mere existence was a problem for them because we happen to differ. And I... T- I'll tell you what it was it's it's That's um, a feather
3: in the cap. I'm glad you're thinking about me because I don't think about you
2: <laughs> and, and it ha- by the way it happened to be in response to it you know we had a dis- had a discussion uh, with Senator Delano the other day earlier this week and I just made the point that with respect to uh, medical marijuana or even recreational marijuana that I think it's it's dangerous if not totally inaccurate to assume there's just this gigantic pot of tax money out there. We Oh, it's tax money we can get. I, and so there's some, but it's not like, well, gosh, that cures everything. We're, we're flush with money because we legalize marijuana, either medical or recreational or both. And I, I just I don't agree with that. And if you look at the states that have, didn't happen there either. Did produce more money, but it's not the panacea that I think so many people think. And so this person took exception to that on Twitter and said that I was just an old white guy that didn't know anything. <laughs> Actually, um, it just it hurled us to a series of insults and all these tweets, which is fine. And uh, I don't know anything. I don't understand anything about the industry. You know, I also made the point in response to this tweeter, by the way, <laughs> this individual, that... I thought the industry would have a hard time um, hard time hiring people, not because if people don't want to work in the cannabis industry, because nobody seems to want to work in any industry. It's just Econ 101. I don't have to know squat about any particular industry to know that, at the macroeconomic level, we have a labor shortage. Good grief, you got to be in a cave not to know that. So I don't care what the industry is. Depending on the timing and how all this kind of shakes out, every employer in the country is struggling with that. And I don't know that there's an industry that is presently not or exempt. And so I made that comment and they just said, you don't know what you're talking about because you don't understand the industry. I don't have to. That's just basic fundamental demand supply economics. Just stick to what you know and leave this alone is what this person said right after they said my mere existence was a problem for them. So, I asked the question. I just asked the question respectfully. Are you threatening me? If my existence is a problem, are you threatening me? Is that a rational question? I think it is. That sounds to me like you don't want me to exist. We'll take a break and come right back. Final segment is next. we got a giveaway, too.
22: Wives, do you have trouble getting your husbands to see a doctor? Tell them the doctor has a boat for
16: sale. At Man Up MD, we understand most men don't have a doctor, but
13: they should. Man Up MD is a men's clinic designed for men by men to handle manly issues. From day-to-day primary care to reclaiming your energy and vigor, Man Up MD can keep you healthy and feeling your best. Check us out at menshealthmississippi.com. That's menshealthms.com.
9: No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
1: Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family
6: Confirm that inspiration with a stunning diamond from All Britons. Every stone is carefully selected for its color, cut, and clarity. From classic solitaires to multiple stone selections, All Britons offers the latest designs celebrated for splendor and value. All Britons, four generations strong and still Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant.
19: Did you know the arrow in Amazon's logo represents A to Z? Maybe the My Computer Career logo should represent unemployed to employed. Ryan was out of work when he started classes in March. In September, he started his IT career working for... Amazon, making more money than he ever thought possible. Here's a prime opportunity. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. It's not rocket science, it's mycomputercareer.edu.
22: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events.
9: The best made to order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. That's 769 208
14: 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283. This is Mississippi State Bulldog Jake Mangum. Family is everything on the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance.
11: Driven by Ford.
7: Get over here with a special invitation to join
11: us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news,
7: quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. Come on, come on. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
0: All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Now here's more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: On the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. You got Gerard and Rhino in the studio today. You're off tomorrow, right? Is
3: yes, right? I'm going to the
2: dentist. All right. Well, good.
3: Got. I've been fighting. If you're watching on supertalk.fm, you can see me in my bottle of Listerine. I swear, I'm not an alcoholic. Although <laughs> that was pointed out to me that if you walk around with a bottle of Listerine, you look like an alcoholic. <laughs> no, I've just been fighting a toothache since last week. I and, get it uh, fixed. Finally, gonna go get it taken care
2: of. Yeah. Do that. So I guess we'll have Will? I believe him. so. All right, good. So he'll have to be the Friday y'all guy. There you go. We can handle that. But uh, Got yeah. some tickets to give away. Do it.
3: On October 6th, legendary rock group The Beach Boys will be at the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon, and tickets go on sale today. You can get it at Ticketmaster.com or the Brandon Amphitheater box office, but you got a chance to win a pair of tickets right now on the C Spire text line 601-879-4395. Be the 11th person to text in with the key phrase, and you'll win a pair of tickets. The key phrase today is good vibrations. So be the 11th person to text into the C Spire text line with good vibrations, and you'll win a pair of tickets. And be sure to listen tomorrow, because I think we got another giveaway. Yeah. All right. Good vibrations, right? Good vibrations, number 11, on the C Spire text line.
2: Have you ever seen any uh, of the stories about how they came up with that and just uh... – all the innovation involved in producing that that record, that music. it's fascinating, honestly. I mean it was a kind of a breakthrough for music at the time. the way they multiple tracks, I think, assembled and put together as I recall, and just amazing, amazing talent and uh, amazing song. Really cool. Oh, they're rolling in. That's good. Appreciate everybody uh, for listening. Uh, let's see. what uh, Mentioning the comorbidity in age is the same thing this article did. This is one from uh, our friend Thomas in Greenwood. So let's see. What does all that stuff say? Oh, most people who now die with COVID in England have a vaccination. That's because most have had a vaccination. I, I mean, I don't understand why people are... I guess so obsessed with and intent on trying to find some nugget of information like that. Because I do consider that to be a nugget.
3: I think it's a symptom of the hyperbolic, all-or-nothing nature of our society. Where everything has to be zero or a hundred. There is no any in-between. And because of that, you have people that Either assume or presume, or just plain mistaken when they believe that the vaccine is a hundred percent
2: effective. I think you're right. You're very right. It's we we're a society. We're a binary society. We, we only have two digits, two outcomes: zero or a hundred, as you put it in binary: zero or one. Uh, you know when when we used to. When we used to sell uh, or or be in a very competitive situation, I guess, of some of these really complex IT projects in these big companies, and you get into differing ways of architecting the solution and the difference in cost. And in the IT world, it's not always a matter of, well, I'll I'll take the lower-cost route and maybe give up some features or some capabilities or functionality. Often it is binary. And that, well, no, it either works or it doesn't. And one of my reps <laughs> that uh, had a, a, a nice portfolio of very large customers and did really, really well at, in Louisiana, this particular rep, used to say, well, how much does it cost to suck? <laughs> That's what he would say. <laughs> we'd usually get the deals. I'd like more to crawl under the table, you know, when he'd say that. But uh, often we'd win. How are we doing with the good vibrations? Got a winner. Oh, awesome. Wilson's the winner. Awesome. Appreciate that, Wilson. Thanks uh, Thanks for playing. So, from,
3: from Stanley and Lafayette, if it's not 100% effective, why the hell would you take it? Because 96 is a lot closer to 100 than to zero.
2: Yeah, it's That's exactly. simple math. Why would you take any medicine? Why would you go to the doctor, seek any I'm medical treatment? I'm taking leave
3: for this tooth. It's definitely not knocking all of it out.
2: Did it help, though? It helped a little bit. Oh, how about that? I, gosh, I don't know. There's not a lot of anything that's 100%, honestly. Uh, and certainly when it comes to medicine, it's the, why they call it the practice of medicine. It's, it's just a risk thing. Assess the risk. Make your own decision. That's our position here on this program. By the way, that's not the station or the network's position. I don't know what that is, honestly. It's ours. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today. We really do appreciate it. I'll be back tomorrow with Will as Rhino gets his tooth taken care of. Stay safe. God bless, everyone.